Thoughts on Fallout 76 are divided right down the middle, and the Game Awards dish out their nominees. Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 21 of Diggity, a video game podcast. I said 21, like, 21? Question mark. Question mark. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff James. As always with me is the luscious, the bodacious, the crustaceous, the ridiculous, redonkulous, luscious Brody. Ah, uh, damn it, you forgot notorious, man. Oh, shoot. Uh, well... I guess you're not going to make it very far. No, you fucked no. it up already. I made it to three episodes. <laughs> wow. That is pretty good. By off memory, I suppose. Yeah. I'll I mean, give hey. it to you. I'll give it to you. I That's did fine. it. Uh, anyways, uh, you can follow us uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Diggity Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, today's episode is also brought to you by books that read to you. Audible, in fact. Uh, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. diggity You can get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And, might I bring up at this point, the Brody's wife brought up a very good book that she found on Audible, <laughs> and that is The Poetry of Donald Trump. Um, I myself have not listened to this. In fact, I don't think uh, I don't think Amber's listened to it either. However, no, she just saw it in an ad. However, doing what we do on this podcast, we need to we need to tell people what's the biggest bang for their buck. And the fact that you can get a free audiobook of the poetry of Donald Trump, which I don't know what would what would Donald Trump's like poetry style be. Cause I, it can't be like I. He just like he goes up and down so much with his voice levels, like the yeah. the haiku. He'd fuck the haiku up and all of a sudden just throw in like a China, out of nowhere into it or something like that. Anyways, yeah, you can get that for free. Reads, do you think he's the one that reads it? I mean, whether he wrote no, it or not, obviously, but it's got to uh, be somebody that's um, sounds like him, like has a parody of him. Yeah, I wish. I wish you read that. That'd be get, hilarious. Uh, Oh, what's his nuts? Uh, William what's, Shatner. What's his nuts? <laughs> oh my God. Get uh, is it uh, is it William Shatner that was? No, not William Shatner. Uh, I can't about, think of who it is. You're uh, talking about what are you, whoever's Morgan on Freeman? SNL playing him all the time. No, I'm not Morgan Freeman. Oh, Alec Baldwin. There we go. I don't know where I. Got Morgan Shatner, Freeman though. could not have been the more opposite thing I could have said. Uh, yeah, that was oh, way boy. out of left field. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, so head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. To get your free audiobook download of The Poetry of Donald Trump and your 30-day free trial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amazon loves us. Thank you, as always, to Amazon and the Audible team for sponsoring the podcast. Um, this is Friday's show, and uh, with that, we bring upon deals savings that we pass on to you um, yeah i know right mm. um anyways yeah since it's you know coming close to black friday we got kind of lazy with this and this is like hey you go buy a fucking xbox one they're on sale like everywhere <laughs> black friday like they're no, literally that, that was supposed to be for the games 
They got all their games up right now for sale. Oh, is it? And it's like 17 pages of it. So I was. Are you wasn't kidding about ready me? To put all that in there, yeah. It's 17 pages of games on sale. Yeah, I was gonna highlight some of them. And wow. Even then, with all the game award nominees and stuff later, I didn't want this just to be a big list of a podcast. So, uh, hmm. yeah. So Xbox One games are uh, their Black Friday deals are up right now. So go check, check it, it out. out. Uh, also, other deals, the Final Fantasy franchise sale is on PlayStation uh, right now, which is awesome. So all the Final Fantasies are on sale. Uh, so you'll hit those up. And Dark Souls Remastered for the Nintendo Switch is only $26.99 at Target. At Target. Target. Go get it. Pinkies up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get into kind of the games that are leaving Game Pass? Yeah, so uh, at, by the end of this month, seven games are leaving Game Pass, uh, which is obviously Xbox is a um, little service that they have going on here. And uh, on for the Xbox One, you have Brothers, A Tale of Two Lost Sons, Casey Powell, Lacrosse 16. What? No! <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Zero, Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, The Technomancer, this War of Mine, The Little Ones, and then for the uh, Xbox 360, um, which I assume these are backwards compatible, yeah. uh, Mega Man 10. So oh, well. If you want to play them, you better get at it. If you want to get your lacrosse fix, yeah, get on it before the end of November. I mean, this whole wanna weekend. Want to be a lax bro, get out there. Um, other games that are added to other cool subscription services, uh, there's new games added to the uh, NES for Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, so Metroid's added, uh, Mighty Bomb Jack has been added as well as Twin B. So Nintendo continues to add to that. That thing's going to grow to like a massive list, dude. Are they planning on doing the same thing where they take things out? Has that I been don't think so. Yet? No, I think this is going to be like a, a full library. I think they're That's just going to keep putting games in. That's so um, worth it. And they've been adding, uh, since it's released, it's been like three games per month. Yeah. And I think that was even for the foreseeable future. So I think, like, mm -hmm. for the next three or four months, there's still three games coming. And then I'm sure they'll announce another batch of them for what's coming after that. But Right. Yeah, no, no it's, I, awesome. it's pretty crazy. Like, just, I mean, it's, what, 20 bucks for the year or something like that? Like, 30 bucks for the year for family or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 20 bucks for a year uh, for a single person. And then if you do, like, the family plan, which you can add up to, like, eight people on it. It's like $36, I believe. So even if you have one other person to go in on it with, you're still saving money. So definitely well worth it. No, yeah. I, I mean, think. you get, let a couple months go by, and I mean, that's, I mean, it's almost like buying a whole game. Yeah. Like just a collection of a massive amount of games, and you get them not for free. Obviously, you're paying for a, right. a fee at the start, but my God, 30 bucks. Like even right now, there's, there's value in that, honestly, with the amount of titles out there, and good titles too. Did we um, say 20 bucks a month? 20 bucks a year, just to clarify in case yeah. you did fuck that up, which is very possible. <laughs> After I started thinking about it, I'm, it could I don't be. know if we said that right. Yeah, no, we, 20 we bucks for a year. We could have effed that up. Um, we definitely could have. All right, so uh, before we get into news, Game Awards, um, I guess that's a piece of news. So Game Awards happened December 7th. Um, is so happening December 7th? Yeah, yeah, they're happening yeah. December 7th. What did I say? Oh, I thought you said happened. Oh, well, they happened <laughs> like, in the future. Uh, well, so, it happened in the future. There I you go. It you well. missed out. Um, so, 
I never, I mean, I never really watched the Game Awards. However, um, maybe we'll have to talk about it. Maybe we'll see if, maybe we stream. Maybe we do I imagine this stream. year we'll probably be paying a little bit closer attention considering we have a podcast a on podcast this. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't downplay it. Like, I, I think Jeff does a really good job of, of organizing this. Um, and uh, starting it up, but I mean, like, I feel like this year is like a no-brainer year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I, I just don't, I don't, I don't want the game awards to turn into the. I don't know. It's good because like the game awards haven't turned into the Oscars, where you're like, what the fuck are all these movies? I don't think this year is so much as of a no-brainer as what you're saying. I think there's some pretty really tough competition. Yeah. Well, no, I just, a lot no, of I just mean a no-brainer like. Hey, Red Dead's gonna be on the list. Hey, Spider Man's gonna be somewhere. Hey, God of War's oh, gonna be somewhere. Well, yeah, I, I'm meaning on the basis is, of that. I like the Game Awards for that because it's not right. like the Oscars where you're like, "Where the fuck was this movie?" This movie was produced by so and so in France. It was shown in three movie theaters on Sunday nights between <laughs> 3 p.m. and 3:30 p.m. Yeah, like you know, something I'm never gonna fucking see. And then they get an Oscar for it, and they still fuck it up, and they read the wrong name. Who won? But yeah, like, um, <laughs> I, go figure on that one. Um, yeah, like, I mean, maybe maybe we'll do something, man. Maybe we maybe we plan to. Uh, maybe we. I think we're having you over for dinner next week or something like that. I don't know. Maybe we plan out to maybe stream or something on the Game Awards night or something. Yeah. And we just have like a live stream going, and we give our thoughts on it while we're watching it. And then it. we have to go pick up Smash Bros. Comes out <gasps> at midnight. Oh my god! Yeah. And that's right. We're camping out. Yep. Well, not really camping. We're gonna show up. We're gonna yeah, line up I'm at a GameStop in the mall, but I'll, I'll be there. No, we'll just we'll we'll be ultra nerdy and we'll we'll live stream from the line. <laughs> oh my god, our wives! Oh god, yeah. Hi, right, we're here for Super Smash. We're waiting in line here at the GameStop. <laughs> it's, there's a line of about uh, fifty people here. We're inside the uh, mall. It's uh, not chilly because we're inside the mall and we're just waiting. And in about 20 minutes, we're going to get it. And then we'll just leave and go home. <laughs> uh, I speak nothing but perfect. the truth. That's I speak beautiful. nothing. That's not, that, I mean, that's not, that's not our listeners. No. Our listeners are not. I'm going to be in a line. I'm going to go get me my smash. Going to wait for 20 minutes. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go play smash. Then I'm going to go smash my wife. That's our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Our listeners are badass. Oh God. Yeah. Anyways, uh move on with that your was, nominees here for the something. Game Awards. Yeah. Um so <laughs> first off, you got Game of the Year and nominated is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Nice. Uh, for best ongoing game you have Destiny Two, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six and Siege, or sorry, yeah, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege <laughs> went to a new line and it messed me up. Uh. Uh, <laughs> best Game Direction, A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best Narrative, you got Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead 
Dead Redemption 2. Might as well just go ahead and copy and paste that into every category. Uh, best Art Direction, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of Obra Dinn. Best Score slash Music, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, uh, Ni no Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, eh? Eh? Uh, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, best Audio Design, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best Performance, uh, Ryan Deckart as Connor from Detroit Become Human. Mm-hmm. Christopher Judge as Kratos from God of War. Son. <laughs> Boy. Boy. <laughs> uh, Melisanthi? Mahut? Um, Melisanthi Mahut. Okay. As Cassandra. Yeah, that one. In Assassin's as- Creed Odyssey. Thanks, thanks for the assist. No problem, buddy. Uh, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Yuri Lenthal. Lowenthal. Lowenthal? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as Peter Parker <laughs> in Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah, Damn, names son. Names are hard, man. Yeah. Like names. Here's my, here's my, my we're going to call this quick pick. Here's my quick pick. Game of the year, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, best ongoing game, Fortnite. <clears throat> um... These aren't my choice. Like, this is what I think is going to win. This is your predictions? Yeah. Okay. Uh, best game direction, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, best narrative, Red Dead Redemption 2. Best art redaction, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, best score slash music, Nino Kuni 2. Uh, best audio design, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, best performance, 100% Roger Clark. He's a fellow Hoosier. We have to. Was Roger Clark a Hoosier? I know... Uh, I thought he was. I know the guy who voices... Um, uh, John. He's he's a Hoosier. Oh, I don't think. never mind then. Christopher Judge, just because he says two words. Boy! Boy! Son! <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm going to say Red Dead Redemption for Game of the Year. Uh, best ongoing game, I'm going to say Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, best game direction, I'm actually going to say God of War on that one. Uh, best narrative, uh, let's go... See, that's actually where I got hung up. I said that Red one, Dead Redemption 2, but I think it's between Red Dead and Spider-Man. For best narrative? Yeah. I have not played Detroit Become Human, so I don't know, but I have heard that, that game the story was so hyped, impressive. and I haven't, yeah. and I just I haven't even touched the thing. Well, it's basically cutscene the game, so yeah, I it's mean, just story it's, trees, right? Yeah. Like basically, you just I, choose I'm different gonna say, roads. Yeah, I'm gonna say best narrative. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Red Dead on that. Mm-hmm. Um, best art direction, uh, probably Red Dead. Best score in music. I'm actually going to say Celeste on that one. You think that's what's going to win? Yeah. Man, Nino Kuni too, bro. I don't know anything. I'm about telling that game you right honesty. now, go out and play Nino Kuni one. You will love it. Okay. Everybody I'll, I'll out there, out. play Nino Kuni. It is incredible. An incredible uh, series. Best audio design. I'm gonna go with Marvel Spider-Man on that one. That. That was really? impressive. See, yeah. The way only, they did it, a lot of it is very, very Yeah, impressive. but see, I took it as, like, best audio. Okay, well, no, we'll go through what we think is going to win, and then let's go through, like, what we'd actually pick. 
So here, okay. one more for you for best performance. And then best performance, I am going. I am going to go with uh, Roger Clark as well. I think that's who would win. Okay. So things that I actually want to win. So game of the year, I think Red Dead deserves game of the year. Um, absolutely. I think this year. That being said, that doesn't mean that all of the other games, you know, absolutely don't deserve it. I think this year Dude, was an incredible year. On top of that, games. how cool is it to see Celeste in there? No, that, that is, is great. Awesome. That is fantastic. It's a very good a point. A smaller indie game. That's, um, that's very impressive. Best ongoing game? I personally would like to see, I don't know. No Man's Sky? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess by technicality it's Fortnite because if you look at Overwatch, like what, the two characters came out in the year, right? Or three? But like, yeah. Nah, but there's a couple maps. Maybe four. You know I what? Know. I think Overwatch actually deserves that. Yeah. Because if you look at the content of what it is, like Fortnite is just suits and they put a fucking golf cart in there. Like every month, <laughs> there's a new season. Yeah. Like not to bash, I'm just saying, like in terms of playability, like there's a new character in Overwatch. Like every couple months, there's a new map. Every couple months, there's new game modes. There's a lot of stuff that changed up. I think Overwatch. Um, best game direction. I think it's a toss up for me between Red Dead and God of War. Honestly, um, yep. best narrative. Um, I would personally like to see God of War win. Um, yep. Best art direction. Uh, I would like to see Red Dead too win that one. Mm-hmm. Best score music. I still stand by Nino Kuni too. Every single way. Like Six Ways to Sunday. I think that's a great game. Um, and that whole series, I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, a, a, what used to be a Studio Ghibli, um, you know, property. So that's huge. Um, best audio design, I think Red Dead. And the reason for this is because when you look at audio and design, like either, either they've got some incredible programming into their engine um, with the distance of the model to the other model in which they have to shout their lines or they had to record like three different variations of lines. One where like someone's close to someone, one where someone's like a little farther away and one that one like is way ahead. Like if you're riding your horse and Dutch is like talking to you or whatever and you zip up ahead, he'll start yelling. Yeah. Like speaking That's how Spider-Man is too. I just feel like Red Dead is, I don't know. I'd go with that. I think Red Dead for that. All right. And best performance, I, I personally think Christopher Judge, honestly. Yeah, as Kratos. as Kratos. The only reason for that is because, unlike Red Dead, I mean, Red Dead, there's so many characters. In God of War, you're really, you know, Kratos is the main um, in that game. Not to say that Arthur Morgan isn't, you know, the main, right. but you feel a lot more connected to Kratos and feel like a badass. And I think that badass, the badassery plays off very well, and he did a very good job of that performance. So... Alright, so for me, uh, for Game of the Year, I think Red Dead honestly does deserve it. Um, best ongoing game, I, I'm i in the same camp of Overwatch. I'm a big Destiny 2 fan, but they kind of, uh, I, I don't want them to win that just because I don't think they deserve to with how they've kind of handled some of their game and whatnot. Um Best game direction. Mm. I I'm gonna go with um, 
Oh, man. That one's a tough one. Some of these are really tough. Honestly. Well, it's a really good year, man. Like this is the thing, oh, right? It's not like it's not like there's like year. outstanders. The thing is, people vote yeah. for this, so I have to sit there yeah. and say Red Dead's going to win most. Right. I could be wrong. But yeah, and I would love to see Spider-Man get some love, but I don't think it's. I don't. I think it just came out in a year that well, is I think the overshadowed is t- by. Yeah, and I think the problem is too. It's games. just on PS4. Yeah. Right. Well, you got to think about it. The public's voting for it. That's a you know that's a heavy amount so of people that don't have it on Xbox One. Yeah. Okay. That's not going to hinder God of War at all. I think it will. I don't think so. All right. We'll have to do a live show. Got, you got a majority vote, but that's not necessarily who's going to win because you have a, a panel of judges still. No, so I'm pretty the sure they just do public voting for this now. No, they have a panel of judges. Do they? Sure. So then, what's the 100%. public vote? Is the vote just like another like vote? It might added just to the be panel? a little shoe in type of thing. I don't know, but mm. I don't know what it affects. There's like sixty hmm. judges, hundred percent for sure. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, <clears throat> so okay, best game direction. I am going to go with God of War on that one. Okay. Um, best narrative. I am going to go with. Uh, bu- 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 Choose wisely now, boy. I know, I know, I know. Boy, I I want I want Marvel Spider Man to win that one. Okay, I don't have a problem um, with that. Best art direction, Octopath Traveler. Oh uh, uh, best... yeah, see, I I just can't speak to that, you know. Yeah, that's fine. It's it a beautiful game, though, for everyone. from what I've seen. But I love the way it looked. Uh, best score in music, I am going to go with uh, Red Dead. The fact um, that, like, look at the fucking list that Celeste is in. Oh, I know. It's unreal. Jesus. Um, best audio design, I'm going to say Spider-Man on that one still. And then best performance, I- I'm with you. I think Christopher Judge should win because he knocked it out of the park. Absolutely yeah. killed it. Cool. All right. Uh, some other nominations. Um, there's a lot here. Good lord. Uh, yeah, best and I independent. Even cut out a bunch of them. I know. There's a lot of esports ones, and that's yeah. we'll get into that in a second uh, about that. Just kind of the backlash from it. But uh, best independent game: Celeste, Dead Cells, uh, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Dinn, uh, and The Messenger. Uh, best action game nominees are Call of Duty: Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2: Forsaken, uh, Far Cry 5. And Mega Man 11. Uh, I best... like that Destiny 2 is... They the DLC. <laughs> just the DLC. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, that's funny shit. Uh, best action adventure game. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. God of War. Marvel's Spider-Man. Red Dead Redemption 2. And Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Best role-playing game. Which is pretty interesting because it's kind of lacking this year for role-playing games. But, uh, Dragon yeah. Quest 11, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Uh, Monster Hunter World. Nino Kuni 2. Revenant Kingdom. Octopath Traveler. And Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Best fighting nominees are Blaze Blue or Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue. Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur 6, and Street Fighter, Street Fighter 5 Arcade. Best strategy game nominees are Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, The Banner Saga 3, Valkyra Chronicles 4. Uh, best sports slash racing game, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4. Mario Tennis Aces. <laughs> I just don't know how that fits into the actual sports, but, you know. Uh, NBA 2K19, Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Uh, best multiplayer nominees are Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. Uh, the Game Awards takes place on December 6th, 
sorry about that, 2018 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, I messed up. It's not the 7th. It's the 6th. We wouldn't have been it's doing a live stream. Right? We would have been doing a recap. <laughs> we would have looked like idiots. We would have been live uh, late the next day. So um, instead of just being like what I think is going to win, I'm just going to go through like what I personally think for these ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so best independent game. Um, I think Celeste should win that. Uh, best action game. I From what I've seen, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, honestly. Um, the best action adventure game. Uh Probably Red Dead Redemption 2. Best role-playing game, Nino Kuni 2. Uh, best fighting. This is a category that literally I, I just don't play in unless it's Smash. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I watched a lot of people stream that, and it looked cool. So, hey, that's my thought on that. Um, <laughs> best strategy game, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Um, best sports and racing game, Forza Horizon 4, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, best multiplayer game. Um, probably Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Honestly, yeah, yeah. That's those are my picks. Uh, all right. Uh, best independent game, Celeste. Best action game. I am actually gonna go with Destiny Two Forsaken on that. Ooh. I will. I will give the DLC a little bit of love, but not the. Do base you think game it's game. fair that there's? I don't think so. DLC. I really don't. In all honesty, yeah, it is kind of weird. Either. But the way Destiny has their. DLC setup is kind of goofy. It's not normal by any means. They do like I the know. two smaller expansions and then the one but larger. But it's like this is game. Uh, yeah. Like put no, out best DLC. Right. You know, best but, action uh, adventure DLC or something like that. It's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't agree I, with it. I don't think it's fair. If if it wasn't <clears throat> for that in there, I'll give my second one. I'm going to say Dead Cells as my second for best action game. Okay. If we don't want to include DLC, but they've already included it. So. No. <laughs> Uh, best action adventure game, uh, Red Dead. Uh, best role playing game, Octopath. Okay. Uh, best fighting game, I'm gonna go with you, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm-hmm. Best strategy, ge- sorry, strategy game. I'm gonna say <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles Four. Okay. Uh, best sports racing game, Forza Horizon. Oh, not Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah, no. Oh, no, not so much. Uh, best multiplayer game. I am actually going to give it to uh, Call of Duty on that one as well, which is something I never thought I would say in my life. So there's that. Yeah, I don't – yeah, I, I agree with you on the on the DLC stuff. I don't understand that. I also don't understand how the fuck Mario Tennis Aces is in sports games. I have no like, clue. But they're like, playing tennis, I would have thought Madden yeah. would have got voted in there before okay. Mario Tennis Aces. Well, not only that, it's like people are like, but Jeff, they're, they're, they're playing tennis. It's like, yeah, and there's a fucking green dinosaur. With a tennis racket, <laughs> tell me how that's I a mean, legit sports game. Like that—that's yeah, a party game. That's like family game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, if you look back at like Mario Strikers and stuff, I would consider that a sports game. I mean, it's all the Mario cast playing soccer. I, I would still consider it a sports game. I mean, I guess, but if you look at what the other sports games are, yeah, like they're all realistic. But, yeah. I don't think that necessarily takes away whether it's a sports game or not. All right. It's just a, a sports um, game where you can play as a so chain chomp. Or other a other categories, dinosaur. I'm not going to read the nominees, but other categories they had um, for it, uh, some of them were a little crazy. I, I really liked how they actually had best student game. And, you know, actually, fuck it. I'm going to just cool. kind of – I haven't played any of these games. <laughs> I'm literally just going to say them because I think, you know, students deserve a little bit of, of, of plugs and stuff from now 
here here now. So uh, best student game combat 2018 uh, dash Quasar uh, Jera Life uh, Recharge um, and uh, yeah, those are the student titles. Um, they also had like best debut indie game, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then they had like. The internet is kind of backlash a little bit because they have a lot of esports stuff, and I get it because there's probably a lot of funding from esports for this award show, and obviously it's topical. Oh, yeah. And I have no problem with like being like you know best esports you know team or something like that or best you know. Right. But they did like best esports game, um, which is. And kind I feel of like the best esports team is kind of weird though, because yeah. I mean these people are competing in competitions, so well yeah, if they win. They generally are considered yeah. the best unless well, they're going overall as like human beings and uh-huh and the well the weird one i thought was best esports player yeah like just straight up you know so that's kind of weird to me um right they got yeah best esports team best esports coach um <laughs> best esports event which i like that's where it, that's that's just where it starts to go off the cliff for me like you're gonna give a fucking award to an event the coach like, was the one that go. lost it for me. Well, I, the coach is one thing. Just, the, the, the co- right. If you're going to have the team, I guess you have the coach, whatever, cool. But the best esports event, it's like, hey, you had a really cool fucking party. Here's an award. Like, I, I don't understand that. <laughs> That's like saying, like, hey, uh, best launch, you know, best keynote at E3. Like, that's the, the similar fucking, you know, side Longest of things. Longest patch notes goes to Battlefield Five. Yeah, holy shit. Uh, best esports <laughs> host. I don't think that belongs. Like that belongs in, no. uh, you know, television, like a television award, yeah. um, or a streamy, like that belongs in a streamy award. Uh, mm-hmm. Best esports moment. Okay. Um, I got nothing. <laughs> content creator of the year. Okay. Again, this probably could have been the YouTube awards or the streamies. Yeah. And uh, that's it. So they kind of just threw like six or seven there at the end that were just kind of like, mm, what the fuck is this? Um, I get the, I kind of get the esports team, I guess. Um, but I also feel like judging anything and awarding anything in esports right now is honestly a little bit unfair because if you're an Overwatch team or you're a League of Legends team, uh, like you're going to kick the Rocket League team's ass in that award. Yeah. Like the, the, the coverage of those two events and the mass audience of those two events, you know, far exceeds that of a Rocket League. Right. So I, I just don't understand it. The content creator, I don't fucking get it. Like. Just, just that should be a YouTube award. That should be a streamy award, you know. Yeah. Like that should be a creator award. That's not. It's, just, it's some other show. The coach for the yeah. esports team. Okay, cool. Have the esport awards. Like this is yeah, this, this supposed to be about games. Don't. I'm surprised they don't have a full esports. Award My fucking question for sort. this: Why they're doing the esports coaching teams? Why the fuck? If you want to make a game a game award show, and like again, I still think this is great. I still like how the game awards. Game awards have grown dramatically over the last couple oh, yeah. of years they're actually taken seriously now in some regards but it's yeah. like why not have like best producer right like something that why don't yeah more best sense. producer of a video game right. like i get the best performance that totally makes sense like the, the oscars don't sit there and be like you know best Best fucking lunch crew. <laughs> Best caterer. Best caterer goes to <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Goes it is to weird. Olive Garden. 
yeah, best no, personal trainer. And like, eh, yeah, it, it gets a little far. Line? Yeah. I know. It's so interesting. Anyways, so, uh, yeah. Moving on, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is adding a visual customization system, which is pretty cool. Um, the system basically is the same as like Transmog uh, for like World of Warcraft and things like that. But the system allows you to change your appearance to take on the form of any gear you have collected while playing the game, while keeping all or keeping the stats of the gear that is better. Um, the gear you collect works like a collectible. Once you have mm. obtained the gear, you are free to dismantle, sell, or store the gear without hindering your ability to take on that appearance. And all of the gear that you have collected up until this point will be available uh, once this feature rolls out in a patch. Which I believe that I believe that patch was taking place today? Question mark? But, um, no, this is awesome. And the fact that they're making it kind of like a collectible and so once you un- once you unlock that gear or find that gear um it's permanently set aside so you can use it for transmog later like i think oh, that's, that's cool that's a really cool feature um yeah i think um this is something that doesn't or that surprises me that it's not in more games mm-hmm. um like destiny they've what never do you think that is in there and um, the, the excuse I've heard for Destiny is, like, some of your exotic gear has a very distinct look, and it has very distinct perks, mm. um, so the, the way around, I mean, I, there's ways around it, but that's what they always use as, as right. an excuse, um, you could make it to where, you know, just exotic gear you couldn't transmog, but mm-hmm. they don't want to, apparently, but, huh. uh, just, uh, I feel like transmog should be like pretty, pretty uh, standard anymore. It's something that people care about how their character looks, and when you're running around with a bunch of mix match gear just because it has better stats, it's just I don't know. To me, maybe I'm just vain and I care about what my character looks like. No, I think that's a general that drives consensus. Me absolutely crazy. Well, I mean, you wouldn't go out with one yellow sock and one pink sock. I mean, and then a green pair of shorts in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and then a blue chess piece and a yellow yeah, helmet. But if they have better stats, man. I mean, I guess. Jesus. I mean, here's my problem. I'm, I'm right there with you because at the end of the day, like, if that you know, if that shit just just happens and and people do that stuff, it looks like like looks like they got all their shit at a fucking yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> or got got hammy downs and. You know, they only got one of the socks so, that were handed down. Hold on a sec. Can, can we? Can I go on a little side rant here for a second? Not about video games. So have at it, buddy. This is my first time uh, since I've immigrated to this country that I have to shop for health insurance. And I went to a website. I put in my phone number like a fucking idiot. And I I have health insurance. Like we signed up. Me and my wife signed up yesterday for health insurance. Like, we fucking bought it. It's done. I'm signed up. I have received, I shit you not, 25 fucking calls between yesterday at 3 o'clock and now this morning. 25 fucking calls from different places all over the United States to sell me healthcare. What the fuck? And you know what's the best part? The lady's like, yeah, once you sign up, like, um, they'll know. Because, you, you know, they got open enrollment now, right? So, like, everybody. Yeah, so, everyone's just, like, hunting for everybody, right? To sign right. up. Um, and so, like, I sign up. 
and the lady's like, yeah, once you're signed up, like they'll stop calling you because I know you're signed up. Mm, <laughs> mm, they're not, ma'am. I just got four fucking calls in the time that we've been talking here. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Love it. You got to <sighs> start answering and just fucking with them. Like, no habla inglés. And like, no, just man, keep... they're going to fucking put me to the Spanish, uh, <laughs> you know, community support person. I'm going to be like, fuck, we but damn it. We transfer you. Nipa anglais. Uh, you are now going to talk to our Spanish operator, and uh, we'll get you all set up, sir. I'm going to have to start blocking numbers. It's, it's getting absurd. Yeah. It's crazy. Health insurance is fucked. Yes. Like you just kind of go. They say, "Yeah, here you go, sir. You have to you have to pay the first month. Okay, cool." And then you pay, and it goes out, and then you're kind of like, "Uh, now I wait for my cards in the mail." What yeah. did I pay for? It? Okay. Um. Anyways, uh, back to video game stuff. That's my little rant on the side. <laughs> that whole process is fucked. Like they need to f- figure out that process better because it, it's it's disgusting how many people are able to call you. Like it's it's fucking insane. Like, literally, I put it in. I'm not even shitting you, dude. Within, like, 10 seconds, I got a phone call. 10 fucking They're seconds. Like vultures, man. Oh, it's insane. Crazy. Um, back to video game news. THQ Nordic's net sales are up 1,403% from last year. This is obviously due to a ton of acquisitions that they've been plugging in. Uh, so this is an increase from $9.3 million to $139.5 million. So some of the causes of this increase is due, obviously, to THQ Nordic acquiring... Um, is it Koch Media or I don't want to say cock. Well, I just did. Uh, and, oh, act like you're afraid to say that. And Deep uh, Silver. I think it's Koch. Koch Media and Deep Silver uh, earlier this year. Uh, aside from the boost from these acquisitions, THQ's own sales are at 47% uh, this year. And THQ has also recently announced that they have acquired Goat Simulator, uh, developer Coffee Stain, and Wreckfest Studio Bugbear Entertainment. What a uh, name. Th- They've also uh, went around and, and bought um, stand up a lot of IP. Oh yeah, absolutely. This um, those two developers were actually just ones they acquired like in the last week or two. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. I think THQ's like but... acquisition. I think they made almost like twenty five acquisitions this year. Something crazy. Yeah. It's but this is the thing, unreal. like THQ. Um, like what a what a turnaround. Like THQ went to shit. And then yeah. it was bought up and put into a Nordic division. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lars is over there running that. And that's insane. Like, he has, I mean, obviously this whole team. But that, that team has just absolutely fucking done gangbusters. And you can see well, the writing on the wall. Like, they're going to become a fucking EA. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, except for hopefully a little bit more centered and uh, focused on actually having gamers like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, well, this no, is the thing, I think right? This is really cool because it's one of those things that while they were buying all these IPs and stuff, and most of these games were not like extre- extremely beloved or anything like that. No. And they're buying all of this, and from the outside, you're looking in, you're like, "What the hell are they doing? Like, how can this be something that's going to make them money?" And then so, to turn around and show up with like that yeah. big of a percentage from last year increase. Like, well, that's now remember, unreal. those are net sales. Right. So it's right. not net revenue. It's I mean, not net profit, right? Right. So this is just sales, right? We don't know. They might be actually taking it. They, they say that, the, you know, their, their their sales are up 47% this year. Profit, I guess, up 47%. But, you know, when you take yeah. a look at it, those are just sales. But the, And as soon as you acquire a company like that, you can backdate their sales. So if they mm-hmm. acquire them like last week, they can backdate for the rest of the year 2018 and add to that metric. 
and plus they're a publicly traded company, right? So I mean, they can. Um, yeah, it's obviously going to be a huge boost for the for the uh, for the stock. But um, you know, I think you're going to see um, you're going to see a lot of smaller companies start making acquisitions of studios um, and grow um, for the main reason. Uh, this is what Microsoft is doing. Fundamentally, the game industry is going to change, and it's going to be games as a service. Um, eventually, whether it be this generation coming up or the next one after, and we talked about this on a, a couple times on, on some past episodes, but you're gonna see games uh, go to you know streaming, and and how do you that fundamentally is gonna change the margin that a that a game company makes, um, and it's also gonna fundamentally change you know what uh, you know just in general how how work is done. You're gonna see a lot of contract work get put out to these bigger companies from a Microsoft from a Sony saying, hey, make us a you know AAA game. To put on a streaming service, you know, and that's going to fundamentally change the way that that these companies run. And I, I think the biggest thing for them is um, with that, and then the streaming, you know, being out on the horizon. You want to be content, content, content constantly. So you need to make acquisitions so that you know you can fit into your timelines and sit there and go, okay, cool. So you know, every single month now, you know, we have a hit game coming out, or every two months we have a hit game coming out, um, because it is kind of scary. I mean, honestly, the like the days of uh, making a game and then selling it for sixty dollars is, is, you know, they're dwindling away. Yeah, it's going to be make a game and then get paid out for the amount of people that play it, or make a game and Microsoft pays you, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like an and I was actually half a million hearing... or something like that to make something, and then you know, whatever. It's uh, weird. Recently, Phil Spencer was doing a uh, interview, and mm-hmm. in this interview, people were asking him about Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think was kind of the direction you were heading with uh, what you were just saying there. But he said, surprisingly, sales actually go up significantly from Game Pass. And the reason why, because it does seem kind of counterintuitive just because, you know, it's on Game Pass, so people are playing it on Game Pass. But he's saying that the reason why it boosts sales so much for the games that are on Game Pass is because it's word of mouth. So now you got somebody playing yeah. the game on Game Pass and then their buddy wants to play with them or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, well, you know, you can pick up this and, and, uh, he, Phil Spencer was asked, you know, Hey, why, why don't those people just buy game pass as well? And he's like, well, that's just not the way it is. Some people don't yeah, some want people don't to do a subscription. subscription services. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, it is pretty incredible that mm-hmm. a lot of the games on there, you know, they've, they've actually seen a big boost in sales from yeah. putting their game on there. Well, Not to mention they get paid for having their game on there as well. So, uh, uh yeah. Right. So, but no, I, I think that's I, the thing. I when agree. does that stop? I think it's, that's the deadly right. part. When does, when does, when do they stop paying to get your game on yeah. game pass? When does it just become oh, yeah. an additive? That's of why like, they keep hey, leaving this, this cookie trail type of thing though. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as, getting people to keep purchasing game pass with adding a, a big like a big game right. to it you know add, the, add PUBG. I, I would add assume this and I would assume also that sales go up um, because there's a de-risk like if you right. sat there and said oh man I don't know if they want for Forza Horizon 4 right now you can spend a dollar and try the fuck game out for a month right and if you like it you, I mean you can be like yeah I'm gonna go buy it and in that month also you know like it, it's never a lose-lose for Microsoft in that situation because basically you say here's a dollar or even like 10 let's just call it like a normal regular month when there's no sale here's ten dollars you can go try a game that's sixty dollars normally retail you can play the yeah. whole fucking game it's not a demo like you have it for a whole month if you want to continue you can give us another ten bucks and get two months out of the game right where mm-hmm. microsoft's still making money or you can buy the game for sixty bucks 
So it's fantastic. I mean, it creates a purchasing decision, but it locks in either a small purchasing decision or, you know, uh, obviously the goal is to sell a $60 game. But, well, actually, no, the goal is to keep someone on, right? 10 months, right. $10 Absolutely. a month for, you know, 12 months. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a goal. But yeah, I mean, they've, they've got themselves locked in a situation where Xbox is going to be highly profitable. And I, I don't understand it too because, you know, PlayStation offers this. Um, mm-hmm. but the way that PlayStation markets it, like I know a lot of people that own PlayStations and they have no idea that you can do that Yeah, on PlayStation. They're like, oh man, I thought we'd get an Xbox for Game Pass. And I'm like, you have that on PlayStation. Yeah. But like, it just recently got to where you can actually download it beforehand. Yeah. You actually had to stream it. Which, right. And we know how their streaming service has been doing. Yeah. It, it didn't work very well, but it's right. still crazy. I, I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. PlayStation really has to step that up. Because that is the way that games are going to go. Right. Makes absolute absolute sense. Um, Cool. Awesome. So this next uh, little piece of news, I hate to even bring it up because I'm beyond sick of talking about it. But it does have reason for why we're bringing it up. Uh, Yeah. There is reason behind it. So Telltale Games has begun liquidation and some of their games are being pulled from Steam. So the only reason I put this in here is because... If you want any of these games from Steam, you should probably get on it pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, most of their major games are still up, like your Game of Thrones and things like that. But um, some of them, such as uh, the Back to the Future game and uh, some of the other smaller ones, the the Monkey Island, like those are those are down now. So um, if you're looking to pick them up, uh, yeah, probably after everything's settled, done and over Mm -hmm. with, right? But for the time being, I mean, if you're wanting to play it here remotely soon or right. just want the, to know that you actually have the game, uh, I'd definitely go out and pick it up here pretty quick. Yeah. And so, Like a game like uh, the Back to the Future one, what's probably happening right now is with all these Telltale games, a lot of them had third-party licensing agreements. Right. So, like, you know, Telltale would go out to, in the case of Back to the Future, they'd go to, you know, NBC Universal, a.k.a. Comcast. And they would purchase, you know, the license to use from them. And in this instance, uh, 20, uh, generally speaking, it's probably a yearly license that they have to pay out. So right. uh, on top of royalties. So, you know, with 2019 coming out, they probably can't pay that. So it probably defers to NBC Universal. And I would assume that NBC Universal will just put it right back up there. Because if someone's going to go buy the games, like, here's the problem, right? And we talked about this last time with Telltale. If anybody wants to go, and, and purchase one of these games like a company. Like, say, THQ Nordic goes in and, and purchases some of these, which I, I don't know if they really will. Um, and, and the reason for that is because of all the third-party licensing attached to all these things. Like, if you go in and say, yeah, I want to buy the, you know, the Walking Dead game. Well, guess what? Now you're going to be paying AMC you know, X amount of dollars every single year just to have the Walking Dead on the name of it, and you're going to have to pay out royalties. And that's ultimately, like, I mean, that's not, a lot of companies get into that issue where they have a hit based on that model, and they see the split on the first title, and they're like, oh, that's fine, whatever, it's making a ton of money. And then they go do, like, you know, a Batman game and a Minecraft game and all these things. And what it results in is all the pieces of the pie are getting split up, and then at the end of the day, you're left with, like, a sliver from right. the thing. So I don't I don't know what's really going to happen with these games, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the way that the studio is set up, the way that the licensing agreements are set up uh, for these titles... Um, you know, I, I don't really see people picking these up, to be honest with you. I think these this is going to be um, dead games. I could be wrong, uh, you know, but 
I would assume so. Generally speaking, I, I, I think, think it's the only reason defer. that. Yeah, I think the only reason the Walking Dead one is being finished is because the guy who created the Walking Dead is the one who is finishing it, and that's just right. because of loyalty to his fans, and they were right in the middle of you know a, a season here. Uh-huh. They only had like the first episode out or whatever, but yeah. um, so. I think that was just a good move by him. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name at the moment, but um, and I, I don't think any of the rest of them are going to continue or no. anything like that. I think after the Walking Dead season is over, I think that's going to be about the end no. of it. It'll go to a bankruptcy uh, sale in the United States, and then I think what will happen is like Universal will go back and they'll just buy like the source code and everything to – you know, right. Back to the Future, all that stuff for like 5K or 10K or something like that, and then boom, get Which it back, pocket change put it up. Them. Well, a lot of bankruptcy sales uh, are pocket change for a lot of these things. Right. Uh, a lot of studios that shut down, I mean, it's incredible what, you know, some things sell for. There's there's entire video game companies where like almost all of their intellectual property uh, gets sold for, I mean, like some are pennies on the dollar. Like I, there was and, a company called like Jaleco or something like that, and it mm-hmm. literally sold for, I think it was like $5. No oh, shit. Because there's debt behind everything, right? So you have to right. you have to you have to take on the debt um, or adhere to the possibility that debt might come to your company. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think part of uh, like we were talking about with the THQ thing. I I think part of that is I think most of these acquisitions and a lot of the IP that they're buying. Yeah, they're it's buying outright ownership. Cheap. Well, they're buying it and super cheap. Um. Yeah. In some cases, yes. Um, I think primarily what they I mean, look yeah. for is just stuff that they outright own. Um, right. They're not looking for third, you know, party licensing, and I think they just right. buy the whole studio because you buy the whole studio, you own the IP. Right. Absolutely. Right? And, but, just and I mean, before that, they had bought the rights to like time splitters and things like that, mm-hmm. games that weren't like huge. I mean, they did okay, right. but not huge, and so they probably got a lot of that IP and a lot of uh, a lot of that uh, pretty cheap. Oh yes, some sell for for very cheap, and, and there's different ways to do it. I mean, some people just hand over intellectual property, and in yeah. return you give them royalty statements, stuff like that. You know, in perpetuity, forever and all time, stuff like that. So, because there's like it's crazy, dude. There's some people out there that are just random, like average Joe, and he owns the rights to a video game, and he has no intention of doing right. anything with it, just collecting it. Yeah. So, dude, I completely forgot to put this in our show notes, but there was one more little bullet point on THQ I wanted to add. Okay. They have 55 games in the works right now. Yeah. Now, you have to take that with not a grain of salt, but you have to look at the detail behind it. Well, yeah. Um, but still, I well, mean, this regardless, is, this that's is the pretty other impressive. Yes. So this is the other thing, right, is when you acquire these, they're bringing back a lot of games. So THQ oh, is yeah. helping Microsoft bring their games to Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Super Lucky's Tale and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And, and generally speaking, those are pretty easy to bring back. I mean, you're, you're talking about putting right. it into a wrapper, an emulation wrapper. In most cases, they have source code and they're built on PC, and you're just popping them out of Unity or, or whatever engine they're into into a PC build. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, 55 titles, that's still something that's crazy to manage. But this is the thing, right? It's just all numbers. So it's how many fucking games do you have out there now? Um, and, you know, that's obviously going to boost your revenue. Like, the, the, the big yeah, thing absolutely. is, is just like... I just want to, like, I'd like to see, and I think THQ can handle it, but I don't know about other companies if they try to pull, like, this THQ motive where the sense of quality goes down. Right. But, like, some of those games could be, like, really old-ass DOS games. Like, for all we know, they could be NES games. They could be Mm -hmm. old-ass PC games from, like, way back in the day, and they're just going to put them back up on Steam, 
wrap them in an emulator, maybe put them back on console, and you know they're yeah. gonna make a couple thousand bucks a month. I think out of the fifty-five, there was thirty-five that have yet to be announced so far. So we know of twenty of them, but mm-hmm. uh, thirty-five of them are still kind of question mm-hmm. marks. So. Interesting. But I just thought it was kind of a neat. No, thing it's huge. And there's no other fucking company out there doing that right now. Shitload. Yep. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah cool. So uh, obviously the biggest piece of the biggest piece of news, uh, obviously, uh, for th- for this episode and for this week in general, is, is Fallout seventy six, and we kind of saved it to the end because, you know, it's obviously going to be a decently sized topic. I don't know if we're going to talk too much about it already, just because it's kind of just fresh out the gate, like literally yesterday. Um, but uh, so I, I spent a lot of time watching. Full disclosure: me and Brody do not own this game. Um, the reason being for is that we were so shaky on it and mixed feelings on it uh from what we had seen uh previous to the game coming out through like reviews and streamers and stuff like that that we we're just kind of like mm, we're gonna sit this one out now we're video game podcast i don't know if that's a bad thing <laughs> but at the same time I, like might people might be like whoa you know how can you speak to it we're not going to speak to it on a level of like here's our review of it because we don't own it we're just gonna right. give our thoughts of what we see as a potential customer or consumer possibly buying it and what we're hearing from other people and that's kind of it uh, I spent a lot of time watching some live streams yesterday um, for like first impression live streams uh, on the title. And uh, generally speaking, I mean, it's pretty mixed um, from what I saw. You got a lot of people saying there's not enough to do in the game. Um, and then you got people saying there's tons of stuff to do in the game. And then you got people saying the graphics really hurt. It, and then you got other people saying the graphics don't hurt it. But the the general consensus on, on, on one, one item um we're talking point in the game is basically that if, if you want to do this single multiplayer like online and roam around online by yourself, uh, it's lonely as fuck, apparently. Um, yeah. Again, full disclosure, we haven't played the game, so these are just what I, I'm like. I literally probably watched like close to twelve to thirteen different streams yesterday mm-hmm. to try and get a consensus on this. But but the game is good if you have a party of people. That being said, you can go find a party of people, you know, online single player. It's going to take a while, but they're saying it's very vast and empty feeling. Um, uh, there's a one streamer. Oh my gosh, I think his name's like Dreamcast Kid or something like that, or Dreamcast Guy. I don't know on YouTube. He did an excellent job of of, of kind of summarizing everything, and basically, he just felt like a lot of the quests and stuff like that um, just felt empty, and it felt like he was just like shoot this, shoot that, do this, and there wasn't like I don't know. He said it didn't feel they they were in the combat they were able to capture Fallout combat but Fallout combat has never been like exciting and incredible, you know it's just no. kind of the basis that you can just approach a mob and do whatever you want like throw a grenade or or use some goofy weapon whatever you want. Um, but he just said it doesn't feel like a Fallout. Um, he's also saying that the servers um, and I can't confirm this it could have just been his connection but said the servers or his ISP um, were not very good. Um, there's also no ability to play this game if it goes into offline mode. Like you can't even walk around the world. It just it just freezes up and locks up. Yeah. Uh, until it reconnects, um, which is fine, I guess. I don't know. I basically from what we've discussed on this on this program before is this looks a lot like an ESO, um, which is a bad thing I, at the I start. I think even wars though. Um. Well, I think it's an ESO. I think the only thing that makes it worse is the fact that it's a followed IP. That's in this? Uh, I think having no NPCs is a huge miss. In such a giant world to have no human NPCs 
and mm-hmm. only you know 23 other people in the game with you i think that's a massive miss that is going to straight out the gate make your game feel completely empty yeah it's just tough though right because i mean you're talking about nuclear fallout so yeah. ideally how many people are really out there you know like did you want right. to see tons of people like all over the place like how many like this is a there's someone on reddit who is who kind of made that like the comment that you made and someone was kind of countering it being like okay so like how many human NPCs do you want? Do you want like a thousand human NPCs in this world? No, but I do want the world to be smaller than if you're gonna have a giant. Oh, I agree with world that. With nothing in it, I agree. It's with gonna that. feel empty. No, no, so I, it, absolutely. I, and especially for your first time going into a, a multiplayer Fallout like this, like make it smaller. It doesn't have to be huge. Even the size of Fallout 4's map would have been fine. Like no, I would no. even probably go smaller than that. Or right. right about that size or something. Because there's no need for it to be this this huge. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it created way more problems than it... I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's a giant map. But that's not yeah. all that people care about. I mean, there's, there's no, I don't much think, more. I, um, and I think people... like. I think you're exactly right. I, th- I don't think people give a shit how big the world is. No. Like I, I think that was a a two thousand and like eight thing, yeah. like oh my god, you know, GTA Five's map is this big. Like I still think it's something that some people care about, but I don't think it's the majority now of a selling point where it's like holy shit, this is the biggest map ever made in a video game. Like they could have, you're absolutely right. They could have scaled it down, probably up the quality in a lot of things, uh, or at the very least put some NPCs in there that are human. Um, to create that connection, because that's the thing. Like the guy that I was watching. Uh, one of the guys, sorry, that I was watching, um, uh, actually it was a girl, that she was um, sipping through stuff. And yeah, like and human NPCs, even at the starting point when you're going to start your adventure uh, as a single you know, player online, mm-hmm. you know, would help um, yeah. in getting you to break out of the box and then go talk to an actual person if you find them, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a lot like an ESO to me um, right now. Um, and that's a good thing also it's a bad thing but also could potentially be a good thing because you know they could add upon this and they're going to like you know they're going to make some big updates to this but at the same time like exactly what we said um a while ago was like why not just put the word online in the title of this like why i feel like they're going to lose a lot of not hardcore fans but like the people who bought the last fallout and just decided Mm -hmm. to pick it up i think they're going to lose them yeah. I really do. And I don't think they're going to gain, uh, you know, obviously the goal for this was to gain uh, new fans that are going to recur and, 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 and that they can retain uh, when they come up with another Fallout game. But I don't think they're going to get that. I don't know that. so much if they were trying to oh, appeal dude, to come new on. fans. Yes, absolutely. New they were. fans? Yeah. No, dude, absolutely. So you had Fallout, right, which is a single yeah. player experience. There's nothing fucking wrong with single player experiences. We've we've seen this year that it was you know incredible. But how um, many how many new fans? Uh, say, okay, so say you've never played a Fallout game, so mm-hmm. now this is going to be your first Fallout game. Mm-hmm. How many people are even going to know this is going to be an online game and that it differs from a regular Fallout game if they've never been a fan of the series and pay attention to it? Oh, the, the, that's the issue. The, they're going to know after it comes out and maybe go look at it and say oh, it's an online you know, online, online capability game. Like everyone wants to go online. Like I had a buddy who asked me about it, right? 
Like he he had asked, right. you know, hey, I've never played Fallout. I'm thinking about getting this game. Why? Yeah, well, it's all online. I mean, I like the online games. Not everybody's games. gonna go and ask somebody who runs a gaming no. podcast to, hey, what what do you no, know dude, about this game, right? Dude, the only reason why you add that capability to it, like it's a teeter totter. So one, they didn't put online in there because they didn't want to piss off, you know, the the middle ground fans, the hardcore fans matter to the Bethesda team, but generally oh, speaking, absolutely. it's that mid-ground fan that is your biggest base. Yeah. Right? The one that picked up right. Fallout 4 but didn't pick up Vegas. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, they didn't put online in there because they don't want to scare people away. Um, it also limits people because you don't know your internet connection. It's like, I bet you there's a lot of fucking people that bought this and their internet connection just sucks ass. Yeah. And they can't play the fucking thing. Um, but, yeah, like, absolutely, dude. This is this is, this was a reach for, for more market. Like, and that's not greedy. Like, a lot of people I heard was like, you know, oftentimes some game companies get greedy and they want more market. They're business at the end of the day. Um, you know, they have a parent company, Zenimax, to uh, appease to, and they need to bring their profits up. Um, and when you have a, a product line that's guaranteed to make a certain amount of money, that's great, but you also need to grow it. Because if it's just stagnant every single game, you know, where does it have to go? Generally speaking, it only has down to go, right? So... They definitely wanted to add these features to the, you know, to the game to, to broaden their horizons and get people into it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, you're right, too. Like, they, I, it's like on some level, like they did, but they didn't jump in. You know, like they didn't they didn't embrace it. They're not like, yeah, here we go. We're going to jump right into this. Like, I would have been fucking fine if they sat there and said, hey, so this is going to be like Elder Scrolls Online, but it's going to be Fallout. Cool. And this is going to be like a derivative of the series. Like we're going to have this and people can jump in and out. It's going to be constantly updated, but we're still going to give you and continue to give you, you know, the normal fallout experience. That was never fucking said. No. Like this is just a, here's a new fallout, which implies that this is the fallout going forward, which is a problem because if someone who is that mid ground fan goes and purchases it and they don't fucking like it or they can't play it, they're going to put it down and they're going to fucking lose those people. And they're not going to go back to the other fallout. They're going to wait another gen a fallout to see what it's like, or they're going to wait a long fucking time and they're not going to purchase it at full retail pop. They're going to buy what's on sale. They're going to lose more revenue on that. Like there's going to be a lot more cost per, you know, acquisition of consumer for them to, you know, get people back, which sucks ass because that, that goes into your profit line. Right. Right. So I, I, again, I think we're both just stunned and shocked as to why they didn't just put online in the title. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are generally just saying like this feels empty. Doesn't doesn't feel like a full game. Uh, there's glitches, fucking galore. I was watching somebody who they wanted to go fight a death claw, and they got the death claw to walk under the fucking lake, and then it was walking under the lake. They were on a rock, and the death claw couldn't see them, I guess, and they just kept fucking shooting this thing under the lake, and yeah. just kept getting like a ton of fucking experience. Yeah, no, and it's, it's, there's just so many glitches. Yeah, massive game crashes. Like mm-hmm. it's it's uh, even for Bethesda, it's rough. Yeah, and that's really saying. Well, it's something. even more rough because you fucking had this problem with ESO. Yep. And it's like instead of like I said, instead of like it's like they chose to tiptoe on certain things that really didn't fucking matter. Like they tiptoed on the name, which no one would have a fucking problem if they're like, hey, we're making a, a derivative. Like I said again, hey, here we go. Here's a here's a totally different Fallout skew that's just all online. I'll fucking like Fallout Land or something stupid or Fallout World or something stupid. Fallout Odyssey. (laughs) Something dumb like that. But it's like instead uh, they they chose that the name was so important to them that they they kept it the same. 
Um, and in regards to the online experience, you're like, yeah, you know what? We have the ESO stuff. Let's just use that, even though that was a fucking dumpster fire when it first, you know, launched. And right now, like, I mean, it's not a dumpster fire, but I'd say this is even worse. Oh From yeah, what I'm what I've been seeing on the internet. Well, they this had a lot more to ten times worse. They had a lot more to to, to stand up to. Yeah, and they but really this is the dropped thing the too, fucking like, ball because they did the exact me. same shit they already have done and right. pissed a lot of people off. At right. Them. Yeah. And, fool me once, you know. Yeah. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You're like yeah. Fuck. Right, and that's where know, people man. walk away. Like fuck, dude. Like you know, they did Skyrim and then they came up with ESO online. Right. You know, and it's yeah, like, it's just, uh, where is there going to be another Skyrim that gets made? Like another single player? Yeah, they've already announced it. Yeah, A3. but how do we know it's not going to have oh, any multiplayer? Six. How do we know it's not going to have any multiplayer into it? We don't, I guess, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine they're going to. Mm-hmm. I hope not. I hope they do the same thing with Fallout. Like, I hope they just move on. I think in that case, they already have Elder Scrolls Online. There's not. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, well, and now you have Elder Scrolls 6, which have always been, you know, single-player single player. iterations of it. Like, yeah. why, well, why are we going to fuck with it now? Yeah, but I mean, they've already done it up. with Fallout at this point. But maybe it's going to sync up, though, with, like, your Fallout Online account. Like, that's the fucking thing they're missing out on. And do what? What are well, what, what is it going to sync up and do? No, I, I think what they missed out on is is the ability to create just like to segment again these online worlds from the from the single player properties, and then what you do is like it like a Fallout Online and like an Elder Scrolls Online is your hardcore fucking Elder Scrolls fans, right? I don't think it is. I For disagree. ESO, really? I absolutely uh, disagree. I think it the is. hardcore Fallout fans and the hardcore Elder Scrolls fans did not want okay. multiplayer. Okay, no, hold on. The hardcore Fallout fans, no. They did not want multiplayer. They did not want online. What I'm saying is, though, is if you have ESO, generally speaking, you're, you're a pretty big fucking fan of the Elder Scrolls series. Mm. Man, I think so. I think that's very debatable, but... Okay, but anyways, with this online stuff, if, again, they just segmented it off to the side and they made it fucking clear as day that the next single-player stuff is coming... This is just simply the online derivative of that and the single player stuff like your character or whatever can go into fucking the online mode after and sync up later and it's like, you know, uh, like a just desserts like experience or a more advanced experience. You're like, hey, look, I'm done my fucking single player experience. Now I'm going to go into this online place to, you know, bleed out the next, you know, two, three years before there's another single player experience. That'd be great. What they should have done then is added it as a multiplayer DLC on Fallout 4. It's too big for that, though. Like, it, I think it's a standalone. I don't think so. I've seen it done on games before where well, they not come Fallout out as a single-player game. I mean, like, ESO. Then, I think ESO yeah. is fine on its own. I think I, I agree with you with Fallout right now, like, with what we're what we're hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if it was, like, free-to-play, honestly, to an extent. I, I, I think, yeah, I think this should have been a multiplayer update on top of Fallout 4. And done something within that world, obviously, be different. But basically all they did was take a lot of assets from Fallout 4, put it into this new giant world, and then throw 23 other people in there and take all the people out of it. And it's like, um... Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they basically took like a. It's like as if you know GTA Five made a fucking GTA Five standalone. Like it's like right. a Red Dead Redemption Online was a standalone product. They even have like some smaller like kind of just 
not even nitpicky, just kind of fucked up things that happen in the game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you go in and raid a place, right? Like, if you loot or if you have a buddy that you're going with and he goes in and loots the whole damn house, you don't get anything from there anymore, which is fine. But that oh these my God, yeah. areas are too few and far between. And then on top of that, if you go into like the base area or whatever, and you right. go to a workbench and you go to use the workbench and somebody else is using it, you have to fucking stand there and wait until they are done. Some person could go in there and candy cane that thing for like hours. Mm-hmm. They could hold up the workbench for hours if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's such a huge oversight. So- and the thing is, I don't think they give a shit. And I think they absolutely knew what this game was going to come out as. Like, I—I I mean, they should have known better that. Give a than shit that. in, in what way? Do you mean like? Do you they, mean like? Yeah, oh, people are gonna, gonna buy yeah. this. They're gonna hate it, and then eventually we'll fix it, and they'll be all right. I think I, I'll explain. So, they have Elder Scrolls. They have a template for what this should have been. Yeah, and they just used in it. the Fallout universe. Yeah. In Elder Scrolls, if somebody else is using a bench, you can still use the bench. That is a stupid oversight that they should have known better that Mm -hmm. is something that is a huge problem in massive online games or just online games in general right and on top of that now that the game is actually released and they you look back at that letter they put out they fucking knew what this was going to be they knew this was going to be a dumpster fire they absolutely (laughs) knew it. he's on a rant this is beautiful oh yeah i don't i don't I won't buy this game ever. I don't care if it goes ever. on sale. I won't ever buy ever. it. No, I'm not going to support that game. Oh because shit! I think it was. I think it was a rushed piece of shit. I think it was a. Oh character. my god! Yeah. So no, you that's think, where I stand. Important on. question though. You think that they fix it eventually or no? No. Whoa. Well, I think maybe, maybe to the same level as like Elder Scrolls type. Yeah. But it's going to yeah. take three or four DLCs, and you're going to have to buy all the DLCs and mm-hmm. everything else. I don't. I did. I think this is going to follow almost the exact same path as Elder Scrolls, and I. I just. I'm not going to support it. I. I don't. I don't like the way they handled this. I. I love Bethesda. I really do most of the time, but they're getting to a point where they're trying to rely so much on the being able to get away with jank just because they're Bethesda and. They keep using the shitty engine, and nothing's running right. There's frame rate drops. If it was just the graphics, it'd be one thing. Right. But it's also uh, the game's not running. It's crashing. It's glitchy. It's just I don't. Until they fix something, I just I don't understand how you can keep putting stuff out like this. Like I, and it's not just me. Like if you get online and look at what people are saying, they're all on the same boat. Yeah, a lot of people are pissed. Yeah, because this game is rushed and it feels like a half-baked idea thrown into the Fallout world and trying to capitalize on, hey, mm-hmm. it's Fallout. And I think that's part of the reason they never put online in the title. Like, I think it was seriously they something just that to get they were kind of... Yeah, I think they were trying to get away with it. Because sales are sales. God damn. Bring, I really, really am unimpressed with this by all... Like, do you think, do you think this, this hurts was, the, the franchise? I think so. Like by a, by think, a large margin, you think people skip out I, on the next game? Maybe not the franchise so much. I think this is going to hurt Bethesda. uh, Bethesda's image. I think a lot of people are pissed off enough that they've been screwed over by. Do, 
Bethesda twice now with their online games. Do you think people have knowledge um, with that though? Of like, hey, like ES, like Elder Scrolls is made by this company and like Fallout is made uh, by this company. You'd be surprised. There's quite a few people that know. Okay. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I, it, it's hard because right. anything you see online is going to be predominantly your vocal minority or whatever. I mean, but you got those people being like, fucking Microsoft making this game. When you have streamers, <laughs> streamers are what's going to reach um, your casual gamers probably more because a lot of casual gamers will go in and watch streamers watch just somebody play and shits yeah. and giggles. Right, like, well, what's this? And when all you, all the people streaming in this game are motherfucking it up and down, that's not a good look. Not a good look at all. <laughs> Oh, I just, God. I don't know, man. I knew this was going to be a fucking dumpster fire. No, well, we, we reported that, yeah. I am so glad we didn't pick this up because I would be pissed right now. I'm pissed and I didn't even buy it. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why I'm pissed. I'm just pissed. Oh, my <sighs> God. Well, shit. He just went yeah. off on that. My God. Yeah. Rightfully so, though. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. It's like, just... I, it was handled so poorly. Yeah, it absolutely was. And you're right. And I, I mean, it's, it's... And when you put out a letter like that before your game even releases, like, that's... I don't know, man. That's... Oh, that's, that's damage control. 100%. Oh, it's damage control, absolutely. But that means you know what you're getting into. <laughs> that means you know mm-hmm. exactly how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Buckle up and hold on. Like, yeah. here we go. Buckle up. Be fucked up. Yeah, uh, I don't. You know the Metacritic stuff isn't in yet. Uh, oh fuck, it is. Oh, oh my god, the user score is three point two right now. Three point two. Holy shit. It's based on one thousand one hundred nineteen ratings. So we're not we're not too deep into it, but we've got people no, who give it still. tens and shit like that. But it's like I do not understand the bad reviews. Fallout seventy six is followed, and it isn't followed at the same time. It's just something new. That's a terrible review. Number That's one, Fallout. Fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a, a. It's Fallout. Here's but someone it's that. Not Fallout. Here's a, Here's a, someone who gave it a one. Uh, Fallout seventy six feels like me to uh, feels like it feels. Okay, someone fucked up. Feels to me like an <laughs> online sandbox wannabe with a Fallout lick of paint. The game is so buggy and unpolished with problems in absolutely every aspect from connection, graphics, and inventory management. It's like Bethesda wanted to put out an online sandbox game with graphics, physics, and animations all borrowed from other Bethesda titles. Uh, We're talking some of the creative animations are ripped straight from Skyrim here. Fallout 76 is a blatant cash shop slapped on an unfinished, underdeveloped, poor-quality game. Bethesda has hit a new low point in the quest for maximum profit from very little investment. Holy fuck. Yeah. People are giving it zeros. Holy fuck. There's a ton of fucking zeros on this, bro. 3.2. I'm not seeing shit. I'm seeing a couple tens in here. I'm mainly seeing fucking zeros. Like, I'm not even seeing a mid-ground, bro. I'm seeing tens, and then I'm seeing zero. <coughs> R.I.P. Fallout, 1997 <laughs> to 2018. Not a net setting. 3.2 is the lowest I have ever seen on Metacritic. Holy that is low as hell. Holy shit. Uh, typical Bethesda half-finished buggy mess on release, but mods will fix it. Oh, dot, dot, dot. Oh, crap. No mods. <laughs> They're not lying. <laughs> there he goes. DJ Khaled always is making an entrance. Um, me, I don't like online. Bethesda, don't you guys have internet? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> for those of you who don't know, that goes back to the Diablo conference when they announced a, a mobile game and they yeah. said, uh, "Don't you guys what, have any? Do you guys don't you guys have phones?" And so yeah. it's become a meme now. Yeah, uh, poor optimization, low uh, field of view, uh, bug ridden, uh, hollow tape filled garbage. Vote with your wallet. Yeah, dude. So like, I'm I, literally, dude. It is either tens or ones right now. Like, I guarantee. Yeah. I bet you this fucking thing goes to a two. From three point oh, two. I believe it. Like I, the highest I'm seeing, like the mid ground I'm seeing is fucking three. What is the critic uh, Metacritic score? I don't think that's in yet. I think it's oh, just. It's not uh, in. Okay. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me go here. Let me see if I got it. Uh, someone gave it a seventy-six. Wow. Okay, so I see what they did there. So I immediately take that as fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because it's the number of the fucking title. So yeah. already off the base, you had a thing saying, "Oh, wouldn't this be fucking funny?" Like, no, it's not funny. Yeah. Well, I get um, Fallout Two. <laughs> Fucking shit. Uh, um, yeah, uh, here's uh, one from someone called Machine Cult. Pre-ordered it, and suffice uh, to say, it lacks not only the qualities of a good Fallout game, but a good uh, MMORPG or even a good AAA game altogether. The game's mechanics are heavily centered around working with other players, but they've designed a game without a robust social system. So you can emote or, or hot mic or complete silence. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, PvP is cartoonishly penalized, and few players are on each server to create a feeling of emptiness. Uh, without NPCs, a compelling story, or even large congregations, it's a wasteland of nothing to do little uh, with few people, uh, fewer nor people to do it with. I had high hopes for what 76 could be, and they have evaporated. Um, here's one. This game's title, Fallout, could not be more fucking aptly named. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, horrible game. I wonder what it's like to be Bethesda and literally live out a fucking fallout. See, when you were when we first started talking about Fallout and you said you were seeing mixed reviews, I had not seen mixed reviews. Everything I had seen so far had been absolute hate for this game and just abs- people just being pissed off at Bethesda. Oh my god. God, I this is insane, bro. Like, just zeros down the fucking board. Right. Holy shit. I'm going to scroll down this thing. Zero, zero, one, zero, one, three. There's a four. Zero, 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 zero. Here's an eight. Don't look at those fake bad reviews. Wait for a review on gaming blogs or websites. No. All right. <laughs> I'm enjoying the game personally. Oh, what a deep and compelling argument. Um, yeah, holy shit. Here's the thing. Like, we don't want... Um, we don't want anybody to do bad. Like, ultimately, I want this product right. to be good. Absolutely. But the fucking problem is, is that... To your point, Brody, like... This was... This did not need to fucking go out. No. No, this shouldn't have went out. It went out... It, and it just it, sounds like, for, like fucking borrowed shit from all their games. Like, that guy is totally yeah. right. They should have spent another year and a half, two years working right. on this. Mm-hmm. And then maybe release it. And then maybe it would have been a good product. Maybe it would be a completely different story. Maybe we'd be sitting here talking about how good it is. And maybe it just wasn't fucking so time. so happy that they learned from Elder Scrolls Online. Maybe it wasn't like, time to do it with their engine. No. Yeah, their engine can't handle it. Their engine can't even handle it in single player. Like, goddamn. I really hope they fucking fix that engine before, like, 
Elder Scrolls Six comes out. If Elder Scrolls Six comes out and it runs, runs. like shit, oh, my oh God. good God! Pitchforks and torches, man, everywhere. We're gonna have to see what happens here at Bethesda, bro. In the next like two, three years, this is pretty fucking interesting. It is interesting, and I think this was a god awful move on their part. Well, I th- I think this is really going to hurt them. Well, hey, you know what's a good move? Get an Audible. Hell yeah. Today's <laughs> podcast was brought to you by Audible, and you get a free audiobook download as well as a free 30-day free trial by heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. You get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. Uh, there's probably a follow-up book on there somewhere. <laughs> so just go download that. So that's a complete guess. I could be wrong. Um, There's probably one on there. Anyways, yeah. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity for your free audiobook download and free 30-day free trial. Uh, follow us on Instagram at diggity podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Xbox. Our gamer tags are Maple Jeff and Luscious Brody. Um, whoever has Lucius Brody, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> leave a review. It helps out a ton. Uh, does two things. One, gets us more exposure and grows our community. Two, you can write a comment and say, Jeff Brody, I, you know, I don't want to fucking sign up for Audible. (laughs) We're going to listen, but legally we're obligated to say it. So I can't change that. But you can write comments that maybe, uh, you know, your thoughts on the, uh, you know, the podcast. Like, Jeff, Jesus, you know, get a fucking pop filter. I'm working on it. All right. (laughs) It comes tomorrow. Fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> um, anyways uh, yeah so leave us a review it helps out a ton some others have done it it's been awesome it's been fantastic super happy fun time uh, let us know on uh, on Instagram if you bought uh, Fallout 76 uh, let us know what you feel about it and uh, until next time we will see you for we do not have a mini-sode right no yeah, no, no mini-sode this week. there's nothing coming up I'm sure mm-hmm. next week is going to be dumb and ridiculous because I'm sure there's going to be a Nintendo Direct and we'll probably have to do a mini-sode on that I think um, next week's going to be a little slow. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of... Well, we might see the Nintendo Direct, I guess, but... Japan think, does not give a shit. Yeah, I guess... About Thanksgiving. Japan does not give a fuck about Thanksgiving. <laughs> about American Thanksgiving. Um, that's why I think Thanksgiving it's, Day Direct, well, That's why I think it's still going to come now. out. It'll be like midweek. It'll be like fucking Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Fuck your turkey. Listen about Mario. Um, anyways, yeah, so... Mini says on the road... Uh, we're going to talk about doing a live stream for the Game Awards um, where we're probably just going to sit there with a beer or two, chill, watch the Game Awards, give our thoughts on shit, just random stuff, hang out. Um, so if you haven't already, head on over to our YouTube channel, Diggity Gaming. Uh, right now, it's just kind of a, a syndicate area for basically you know our podcast, but eventually we will be building that up into um, original content, Let's Plays, stuff like that. So we're kind of going over through that. We're starting to plan that out soon. Um, which I'm super excited about. Um, and until yeah. next time, guys, we'll see you later.